0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. What's it like in your house when you're getting your kids ready in the morning? If it's anything like mine, it is complete and utter chaos. And it can be even more challenging, of course, when they decide they want to dress up as their favourite Star Wars character or a pirate or a fairy or that beautiful costume you bought them or made for them maybe even for a party where it's okay to wear stuff like that and you can still get them in and out of the car and they can do things. But when they want a costume that is completely inappropriate for the weather, like a star fader costume on a 30-degree day, it can all get a bit hard. Kylie Westerway's book, Why Can't I Be a Dinosaur, tackles this very issue in a very sweet way. Hi, Kylie. How are you?
1: Good, thank you. How are you?
0: Now, I have to ask you, the inspiration behind this book... Is it based on real-life
1: experience? It is. It is, actually. Uh, I was I was staying with a friend of mine and she was trying to get her daughter ready for a christening and the little girl did not want to put on the white dress. She <laughs> wanted to wear something completely different. It wasn't actually a dinosaur costume, but she wasn't interested in wearing the white dress.
0: It wasn't appropriate, perhaps.
1: No, no. Whatever it was... <laughs>
0: So this book, Why Can't I Be a Dinosaur? Let's start at the very beginning. It is a female protagonist in a yes. dinosaur book, which yes. we don't see a lot of those. Was that intentional?
1: It was actually. I, I've i always liked dinosaurs myself and I feel it's important to to show that little girls don't just want to be princesses and fairies. There's a whole range of desires out there and really the, the, for me the point behind the book was was just this idea that kids have so little choice in their lives that picking what you want to wear can be such an expression of your personality and I didn't want to restrict that to boys want to be robots and girls want to be princesses. It's just this is what she felt like that day was a dinosaur.
0: And they can be very, very stubborn about these things. (laughs) Tom Gillett's illustrations are really fun. Did you get to direct him in that? I know sometimes authors send their books off and then get the illustrations back and, and are nicely surprised. What kind of involvement did you have?
1: Not a lot this time, actually. The The first time I worked with Tom on my book, um, Why Can't I Be a Dinosaur, we had a lot more involvement. There was a lot more to and fro uh, with with what was going to happen on, on different pages. But for the most part, Tom gets the story and decides what he Wants to put on that page, or how he sees it. I don't even break it up into pages for him. He just gets the manuscript and does what he does what he likes, which I enjoy because then the story is his creation as well as mine. So it's it feels more shared, and I get a nice surprise from from seeing what he's how he's envisaged what I've seen.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Kylie Westaway. She is an, the author of Why Can't I Be a Dinosaur, which is a book about a little girl who just wants to wear a dinosaur costume. <laughs> don't we all? I mean, really. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> if I had <have> one. <laughs> that's right. If
0: we had one, that's the problem. As adults, we don't get these kinds of costumes. Um, what's the response been like with from kids and parents to this book?
1: It's been good. the The parents, the the response really has been a lot of, "Oh gosh, you must be in my house every morning." How have How have you drawn this so well? I think that most most parents can empathise with it because they they that's it's one of those battles that you have. I know my nieces. My sister-in-law often just ha- has decided that she doesn't want to have that battle with them. So very often they'll walk out of the house looking like they've just stepped off the commune and, and been in touch with a bag lady and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's something, my children. something with seven or eight layers and underwear on their head. And, and <laughs> she just says, well, I'd rather they look like that then have that battle with them. Yeah it's too hard.
0: (laughs) So your book could almost be a play. How has your theatre background influenced or I guess informed your writing for children?
1: I think that it's been about listening to what is going to ring true with your audience. So usually it's been about writing plays for a set audience. So When I write picture books, I tend to try and look for things that a child is going to understand and feel strongly about. So what you wear in the morning is often something that they – well, obviously, is is something that they do feel strongly about. They they have have so little decisions that they get to make. They don't decide when to get up. They don't decide what they're going to do for the day. They don't decide what they eat. And you can see in kids this desire to grow up because I imagine – you look around at the adults around you and they all get to do whatever they want, seemingly. It must just be this freedom that, that you have <laughs> that you can do whatever you want to do in the world. So I think choosing what you wear in the morning is this, is this simple thing that should be, I should be allowed to pick what I want to wear in the morning. I should be allowed to wear whatever I want to wear. They wear whatever they want to wear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but, you know, we don't wear dinosaur costumes, but at the same time, I well, completely see what you're saying. I know, <laughs> one order some. Um, and you also spent some time in South Korea teaching kids. Were yes. they a bit of a test audience for your work?
1: Very much so, very much so. We we used to have, uh, uh, every, every lunchtime was, uh, I had an hour of playtime with the kids where we would do story time. And it was really interesting seeing the books that they that would appeal to them. The the, the kids that I had were aged two to six. So their English was very much at the elemental stage. Um they were just they were just learning and I my Korean was only very small, very very slim at that point. So I would pick books and I wouldn't necessarily read all of the words to them. I would read them in a way that they could understand using words that they knew. And it was amazing to see the sorts of things that they reacted to and that appealed to them. There was a book about, it was a book called Penguin and there weren't actually any words in it at all and it was about a boy who loves his toy and then because the toy doesn't talk, he gets upset and stops talking to the toy and that was one that they loved. They loved because kids, they, they obviously empathise with that. They got they got that feeling of, yes, I love my favourite toy and I get it, I get, I get this passionate feeling about a stuffed animal. So, yeah, I think it did, did really help me.
0: And look, finally, before I let you go, what were your favourite stories and authors growing up? You may not be able to remember quite as young as what you're pitching your book at now, and <laughs> I couldn't, but do you have any that stick in your brain, the ones I, that you
1: love? I do, actually. I think my, I, remember, I remember my favourite picture book was a book called the, the The Most Scary Ghost. I can't remember who the author <laughs> that's was. Pretty, that's pretty um, out there. Yeah. <laughs> it was about a little girl who lived in a lighthouse, and it was one of those cockatoo Golden Circle style books, yes, um, and that I've actually got again now because I I had to track it down because I vaguely remembered what it was and it was a little girl who lived in a lighthouse and there was a scary ghost who lived on a hill and 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 it, it used to scare the whole town and then one night she scared it and. I remember always really loving how empowering that story was because there's so many things that scare you as a kid and she was the one who was going to scare the ghost.
0: How interesting. Maybe that's the next one for you. <laughs> a scary book.
1: Maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kylie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. That's author Kylie Westaway. Her book, Why Can't I Be a Dinosaur, will be on Settle Petal tonight from 5pm as our story of the week.